0: hallelujah. We just praise the Lord for you, you, and you who have come to bless the Lord today and to lift him up that he may draw all men unto himself. Hallelujah. 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 We welcome you today. Hallelujah. As we open up our service today, we ask that you would stand as we go before the Lord with our scripture hallelujah it will be lifted our Old Testament scripture will be lifted up out of Psalm 94 verse 19 that really blessed our souls in my house <laughs> there's some things that he's doing in there y'all did I <laughs> it's unexplainable but I know it's all God hallelujah and then followed after that our New Testament scripture will be out of Galatians chapter number five. Our first uh, one, uh, chapter number five, verses one through four. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Psalm 94, verse 19 says, In the multitude of my thoughts within me, thy comforts delight my soul. Amen. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Galatians chapter number five. Verses 1, starting with the first verse. Stand therefore in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Behold, I, Paul, say unto you, that if ye be circumcised, Christ shall profit you nothing. For I testify again to every man that is circumcised that he is a debtor to do the whole law. Christ is become of no effect unto you. Whosoever of you are justified by the law, ye are fallen from grace. For we, through the Spirit, wait for the hope of righteousness by faith. Amen. Hallelujah. Put your hands together and bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We bless your name today. Hallelujah. 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 We bless your name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
1: Hallelujah everyone. Good morning. How many times people say hallelujah through everything? You don't gotta say anything else. You just gotta say hallelujah, because you already know it's done, right? Amen. sing hallelujah oh my soul will sing hallelujah oh my soul will sing hallelujah oh my soul will sing hallelujah 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 Oh my soul will sing hallelujah Oh my soul will sing hallelujah Oh my soul will sing hallelujah Sing hallelujah sing, sing, sing.
2: hallelujah Oh my oh my soul will sing
3: Highest praise. Amen.
4: Hallelujah.
3: Hallelujah. And I know for a fact I'm a witness. He brought me over. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Through the storms of life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He stood by me when I didn't think I could make it. Hallelujah. But I'm here saved, sanctified. With a mind to run on every step of the way. And I give him all the praise and glory today. Um, There's none like him in all the earth. Hallelujah. He is high and lifted up. The King of kings and the Lord of Um, lords. Oh, Father God, we come to you this morning. Um, As humble as we know how. Um, And we give you praise. Um, all the glory, all the honor belongs to you. Um, we thankful, oh Lord, that you woke us up this morning um, when our minds stayed on you. Um, hallelujah. This morning, when we rose up, um, we didn't have no doubt um, that you would take care of us um, and you would provide for us, Lord God. Mm. Hallelujah! I feel good. Hallelujah! All oh, glory. Um, hallelujah, Lord. Bless every home, um, every household that's represented here. Meet every need, Lord God. Uh, We expect the signs, wonders, and miracles in this house. Um, Oh, Father, we ask you right now um, that you will look down on our pastor and first lady, um, that you will keep them lifted up and encouraged uh, in their mind, in their heart, and spirit, Lord. well, God, we ask you now, um, hallelujah, that there be no lack in their house. Um, hallelujah, that you would give them divine help and strength. Um, oh, Lord, we thank you, Lord, to see our Elder Johnson Amen. and Elder Johnson Amen. back in our presence. The devil thought he had them. Um, hallelujah, but they here by faith today. Um, hallelujah, they lift up the name Jesus. Um, another witness that God can't do anything but fail. Amen, amen. Hallelujah. 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 We may fall down, but we get up by the power of God. Hallelujah. Leaning and dependent on Him. Hallelujah. Because Jesus is the answer for the world today. Amen, amen. they trying to find answer for the pandemic. Um, hallelujah. They took another spread. Um, well, they trying to find an answer. Um, for over there in Afghanistan, um, but God is answer. Amen. Hallelujah! Amen. And when we begin to seek the face of God, um, Hallelujah! He will answer our prayers. Um, hallelujah! I thank you, Jesus, um, for the blood. Hallelujah. The blood, the blood hallelujah. hallelujah! the blood of Jesus still works. The blood of Jesus is powerful. The blood of Jesus sanctifies. Um, and purges us of all of our sin. Hallelujah. Mm. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah.
4: Hallelujah.
3: Hallelujah.
4: Hallelujah.
3: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We got to praise it. We can't do nothing in ourselves. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank God for this praise team. Amen. What he's doing.
4: Amen.
3: Thank God for our sister LaRonda. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm going to start calling her queen of music. Oh, hallelujah. Thank God. That she's willing to learn, hallelujah, amen, hallelujah, to be an asset to the house of God. Hallelujah, I'm just grateful to see all of you, amen, smiles on your face, hallelujah, look like you're ready to serve him, so we're going to go on into our praise and worship and let us magnify the Lord like it's our last chance because we never know, amen, to him be the glory, all the honor and praise, in Jesus' name, amen, amen. Hallelujah,
2: amen, amen, amen. Amen,
3: amen, hallelujah. Amen. amen. hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah hallelujah,
2: praise, hallelujah, hallelujah,
3: hallelujah, praise and honor and glory, hallelujah, yes, hallelujah. Hallelujah.
1: Yes, hallelujah. hallelujah, hallelujah, he yes, woke you up this morning, hallelujah, God. hallelujah. Exactly. he brought you here to say, hallelujah. Oh. Hallelujah. Oh. hallelujah, hallelujah, glory, hallelujah, hallelujah. hallelujah. hallelujah.
2: He, soul will sing. he brought me over. Oh, oh, my soul sing Hallelujah!
5: Hallelujah! Sing hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sing hallelujah! Hallelujah! He healed my body. Hallelujah! He brought me, hallelujah. me here. Hallelujah! He woke me up this morning. Hallelujah! He got food in my belly. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
3: He saved my family.
5: Hallelujah. He healed my body. Hallelujah. I'm
4: going to save you
5: Hallelujah.
2: Give you thanks for just being here today, for waking us up this morning and starting us on our way. We give you thanks, God, just for who you are because you are worthy. You are worthy. You are truly worthy. And God, we say today, oh, give thanks God. unto Hallelujah. the Lord for he is good. Does anybody have a thank you in your heart today? Because God is good, he's always good. Even when we don't want to do right, God is good. Hallelujah. God Hallelujah. is good. Love. Hallelujah. 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 Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, God. Yes, God. Woo! Yes. Thank, yes. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, All give thanks. All give thanks unto, thanks unto, thanks unto the Lord. Lord. Hear you. Yes, He is good. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. He is good. Yes, He is good. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. For He is good. Yes, He is good. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. He is good. Yes, he
4: is. Yes, good. He is. For good. He is. He is. He is. He is. He is. He is.
2: Oh, give thanks unto the, unto Lord. the Lord. For for good. He is. Good. Yes, he, yes, good. he is. Good. For he is. He is. Oh, give thanks unto the He Yes, he is For good. he is worthy. worthy. For he is For he is worthy. For he is worthy. worthy. For good. he is good, yes he, yes, good. he, is, for good. he is worthy. Oh, give thanks oh, give thanks, unto thanks unto the Lord. The Lord. Give thanks unto the Lord. 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 For He is good. good. Yes, he He is good. For He is worthy, worthy. For He is good. Yes, He is good. For He is worthy, worthy. For He is good. Yes, He is good. Oh, give thanks. Give thanks unto the Lord for, oh, the Lord, the Lord, for, he, for he is good. Yes, he is good. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord for he
4: is
2: good. Yes, he is good. For he is worthy. Worthy. For he is good. Yes, he is. good. Yes, He is good. Everybody clap your hands. God is a mighty God. He's good when the sun goes up. He's good when the sun goes down. God is just good all the time. Do I have a witness? He's good all the time. Yes, God. For He is worthy. Worthy. For He is good. Yes, he is For good. he is worthy. worthy, worthy, for he is good. Yes, he is good. I have a call and response. I want you to come sing on, with come me. On, come on. Yes, God. Yes, God. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Woo. Just repeat after me. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, God. It's been good to me. 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 Showed no good. Showed no good. It's been good to me. 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 Showed no good. has been good. It's been good to me. 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 Showed no good. Showed no good. It's been good to me. He's been good to me He's been, been good to me For he is Wordy, worthy He's worthy Wordy, good. For he is, good. he is good Yes, he, yes, he is for good he is worthy. Wordy, For he is for worthy Worthy For he is good Yes, he is good, yes, he yes, is he good. Is good. It's been good to me. 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 been good to me. Show no good. Show no good. It's been good to me. 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 Show no good. Yes, he is. For he is. he is. For he is. he is. good. 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 Jesus. Yes, I thank you, Jesus. Yes, God, when I have nobody I can lean on, that's Jesus. That's Jesus. That's Jesus. Jesus. Yes, when my back is up against that wall, that's Jesus. That's Jesus. He's been better to me than I've been to myself. And that's just how good God is. He's mm -mm good. Yay! Yeah. He's n- n- good! Yes, God! Yes, God! Yes! Thank you, Jesus! Yes! When I'm burning down, Jesus! Yes. When the dark cloud's open my life, who can I call? Jesus! Yay! Yeah. Yay! Yeah. Yay! Yeah. Yay! Yeah.
4: Thank you, God. Oh.
2: Yes. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, God. you. Like, hallelujah. We give you for your glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes. hallelujah Hallelujah. 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 He will do anything for his glory Who going to do anything for his glory hallelujah just to see his face to behold him as our king it is all for his glory see his glory. Amen. How many wanted to just just bask in his presence and feel his love and feel his joy and feel his peace? Yes, God. Yes, oh God. Hallelujah. When you say, I'll do anything, that means there's nothing I won't do. Yes. I'll do anything. Not some things, not what I want to do. Not when I want to do it. I'll do yes. anything. God. Yes. Anything you say, I'll do. Have your will be done. Yes, God. Do away with what I want to do. Do away with yes. what I think is best, God. I want your will to be done. I'll do anything. Yes, God. Hallelujah. I'll do anything. Yes. Nothing is more important than him. Yes. Yes, God. Lord, if I find favor in your sight, Lord, please hear my heart's cry. I'm desperately waiting to be where you are. I'll cross the hottest desert. I'll travel near or far for your glory. I will do To see you, to behold you as my king, for your glory, I will do anything just to see to behold you as my king lord if i find, lord, favor, if I find favor in find my, favor in your sight. to be where you are to be where you are across the hottest stairs across the hottest stairs i travel near i travel near or far for your glory for your glory got to be where you are i want to be where you are i got to be where you are i want be be where where to be, be where you are i got to be where you are to be where you are I wanna, be where, wanna be where you are I gotta be where, gotta be where you are I wanna, be where, wanna be where
5: you are
4: I gotta be
2: where you are Wanna be where you are You wow. wow. Relationship and your walk with God, you feel that thing. Yes. It's not just a song that sounds good. It's not just harmonies. It's not just words. You got to mean that thing. Oh, so when I say I'll do anything, that means I'll do anything because I need to be where he is. Amen. give to the offering we have our tithe offering to my right and our sacrificial offering to up to my left is everybody has had the opportunity to give we want to pray over the offerings thank you Jesus thank you Jesus yes God let the funds come flooding in you can't beat God's giving the more you give to him the more he gives back to you but let that not be your energy for giving give because God is good Give because God lets you take that 90% and he strong. Hallelujah. Beyond belief. Your money don't match up to your bills. That should be everybody's testimony. Because I know it's mine. That money don't match up. That money don't match up. Because God is good. You ought to be a cheerful giver. Walk up happy. Happy in Jesus. To give, give, give until it hurts. Because God will give back to you. He will bless you. He will keep you. It don't always come back monetary, but God will do things over and above what we expect or even ask. So always be ready to give. Be cheerful when you give, because God is good. He ain't never left us nor forsook us. He's just that good. I'm sorry. I'm supposed to be praying. Hallelujah. God, we thank you for these offerings right now, Lord Jesus. We thank you, God, that those who were able to give, oh God, bless them above and beyond, oh God. And those who couldn't give, oh God, please, God, allow them to give at the next appointed time. You know their hearts. You know the desires. Oh God, you know their needs. God, meet the needs of this house. God stir up the people in this house to be cheerful givers, oh God. God just, woo, just all get down inside of them and let them run to give, God, so we can keep this household and this church afloat. In Jesus' name, Amen. Lord, have mercy.
4: Don't give me the mic. You Yes.
2: Thank you Jesus. Thank you
4: Jesus.
2: Yes God. yes. God.
6: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You can be seated. Hallelujah. We're just excited.
7: Hallelujah.
6: (laughs) Yes. Thank you. Hallelujah. It's something going on that I need to know about. He's doing it. He's doing it.
7: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Something going
6: on I need to know about. Thank you. But you know, I, I came ready to fight today. Hallelujah. I came with all my weapons fully loaded. Hallelujah. I even got a bandolier with some extra rounds. Hallelujah. 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 Now we, we've we been talking in Bible study about the angelic host, you know, I, they just waiting for a word they they just waiting for a word they like the WWE in the tag team leaning over the ropes with their hand out going tag me in like the guy riding the bench put me in coach put me in Y'all ain't ready for me today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We We truly give honor to God. We're so excited about the Lord and all that he is doing in and through us. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's Let's celebrate the the elders Johnson squared. Hallelujah. The enemy's been attacking them in their body, and they're here as a witness to the victory that is only in Christ. You may knock me down, but you cannot keep me down. Hallelujah. 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 We thank the Lord. Lisa, don't you worry about whatever they're doing at the hospital. If if they move forward with the surgery, don't move forward. They're COVID scared. Don't worry about it. God still got you. You keep praising him. You keep pressing on, and you'll be amazed at what God will do in your body. Hallelujah. 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 Somebody ought to just magnify the Lord in this place. That's what I'm talking about. Yes. Yes. Hallelujah. Sometimes you just got to link up with somebody. Your body may not be able to do what you feel, but if you can just link up with somebody... Yes, yes, yes. Oh, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Sometimes the world will tell you to just walk it off. The word of the Lord tells you to just praise it off. You see, some stuff you just got to praise off. Hallelujah.
4: I
2: never came one Sunday without no heels on. But since I've been going through this situation, I can't wear heels. But I'm not going to be like this always because I believe God is going to heal me and heal my situation. I may not be doing all of this,
3: but I bet you after my surgery... It's going to get better,
4: I bet you, and I praise God for it.
6: The old saints used to say, don't wait until the battle is over. You can shout right now.
2: Mm.
6: Hallelujah. Sometimes you just have to have a walker praise. You might be saying, well, what's a walker praise? Look at mother. Sometimes you just got to lean on something and give God the glory. Anyhow. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah 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 Bless him Elder. bless him, Elda, bless him.
7: Hallelujah On last Tuesday Somebody say last Tuesday Last Tuesday pastor spoke a word Bible study and I didn't I don't know if you guys took it as a word from the Lord but I did All right. and when he turned around and he said we we we. I don't want to cut this off I gotta take it and uh go but he turned it over to where I could turn it off after we got through and the Lord got through uh-huh. well don't you know from being obedient and praising and worshiping God the next day, he's a God that will bless you materi- materially, physically, emotionally, financially, in every aspect of life, anything that you can ask or think above and beneath and beyond. I, the next day, I got a letter in the mail, and it said $9,580.63 was released with my name on it. With
4: my name on it.
7: What happens, though?
4: Jesus.
7: Hallelujah. I have been working Jesus. on this thing for a long, long time. Jesus. Sometimes you got to take Woo. your hands off yeah. so that God can show what he's already yeah. doing, oh what God. you working yeah. and toiling against. Yes. To so when i was done to learn and release that thing, it not only released me, but it released my household. It released everybody that was connected unto me. I'm telling you right now, they coming in, they coming in, they coming in because of your praise, because of your worship. Don't worry about it. If he can release me, it's not for my glory, but it's for his glory. We're going to keep doing what he's doing, whatever you're wrestling with, Turn it loose and let him go. Let it go. For in the multitude of your anxieties, the Lord shall comfort your soul.
1: I know it's been having everybody scared and afraid to do this and afraid to do that. About two weeks ago, I had four grandchildren and two daughters that had COVID. God's good. Amen. Yes, he is. That had- I said had. I'm going to rephrase Come on now. it. Come on. Supposed to have, yeah. Oh, yeah. Supposed to have. I got on my knees and started praying. Y'all. Oh, yeah. I got oh, on yes. my knees because it scared me. Amen. I got four grandbabies, uh-huh. Four grandbabies babies and two daughters. Guess what?
6: They still here.
1: They don't have COVID. <laughs> Doctor came back and told me and said, we made a mistake. They had a bad case of the flu. They have been taking this stuff so serious. They started calling COVID anything.
4: God said no. They
1: They don't have COVID. They got a bad case of the flu. Praise the Lord.
6: Say it anyway. (laughs) Say it, Mother. I want somebody magnify the Lord with mother. Hallelujah. You see, the enemy doesn't like when we testify of the goodness and grace of our Lord. The enemy don't like that. Hallelujah. He don't like it. He don't like it. But guess what? We don't care what he like and don't like. Hallelujah. 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 Praise the Lord for that testimony service. Hallelujah. Why? Because we overcome by the word of your testimony. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jocelyn said, I want to be where you are. I got to be where you are where you are I want to be where you are I gotta be where you are guess what you are you ain't gotta want it anymore because you are right where he is because he is right where you are oh come on somebody I heard a preacher. I can't think of her name right now. Um, she's out of Dallas, Texas. Uh, she's been in movies and different things. And she's, uh, her father is Tony uh, Evans. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I can't think of what her name is. But I saw a clip of her preaching. I really like to, to, to listen to her preach. And she she was saying in this clip, she said, you know, God is omnipresent. He's omnipresent. That means that everywhere you are, he is, but not just with you, but with everybody. So that means that he is here in this church, and he's also at home with some of your family members that couldn't make it today. He's everywhere at the same time. And she said, you know, that's all, you know, that, that's great and that feels good to know that. Mm-hmm. But there's something about the manifested presence of God. Yes, you see, that's the presence of God in action, not by theory, but by what you can feel. By what you can see, yeah. by what you can smell, by what you can taste. As the praise was going up, I started to think about The Rock in the WWE. He used to come out and he would say, Can you smell what The Rock is cooking? I'm here to tell you tonight or today, Can you smell what God is cooking in this place? I promise I'll get to saved to some of you sooner or later. You just pray for me. Hallelujah. We, we truly thank the Lord. We give honor to God. It's good to see each and every one of you. I'm excited about the praise and the worship. and um, I'm excited about what God is doing, how he's even advancing anointings, gifts, and talents. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I'm excited about it, and I'm thanking God for it. I'm excited about each and every one of you. For those of you that have joined in, if you want to come out to the house of God, 5800 Carl Road, I promise you will not be the same when you leave. You will not be the same. You can come on out and join with us. We thank you for joining electronically. We celebrate you. We're praying for you. know that you are in our thoughts. We're excited about what God is doing for our extended GMFC family that is spread throughout the globe that tune in. We salute you and we thank God for you, especially for what I refer to as our California campus. Uh, that campus there is growing, saints of God. You, some of you don't know what God is doing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I may have to fly out there and just get a building and set something up and then just be back and forth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We might get some airplane miles coming coming real soon. Hallelujah. But we salute you. We thank God for you as well. Uh, Truly uh, wonderful praise and worship today. Truly wonderful. Hallelujah. As Cynthia was going forth earlier in praise and worship, I told her, stir the pot. I said, stir the stir pot, stir the pot. Now, we typically refer to stirring the pot as starting trouble. And that's exactly what I meant. I wanted you to start some trouble in the kingdom of darkness because the kingdom of his dear son is here. Yes. Hallelujah. 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 Now, I know that. When you, when you think about the nation of Israel, prior to Christ, you find that they were always looking for God to deliver them and uh, to set up a uh, physical kingdom here in the earth, that they would be the rulers of the earth physically in, in that time period. That kind of mentality has never really left. It just transferred from the nation of Israel as an ethnicity to the body of Christ and if you look and listen to a lot of the ministry that has been going forth we've focused a lot of our ministerial efforts and and this is not to necessarily um, you know cast any aversion on these things because some of the things are definitely scriptural biblical and are necessary but They should not be our only focus, but we've made them our only focus because too often we forget that this, this ain't it.
7: Ah,
6: This, this isn't, this isn't it. We are here but for a season. season. What matters, what's most important is your destination. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, I'm like anybody else. When I'm traveling, I like to stop in, in good places to rest. I like to stop in good places to, to eat food and, and what have you. But there's still no cooking like Milo cooking. All right. well, Hallelujah. Milo, if you don't know, is First Lady's middle name. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's no cooking like hers. Now, there's some other cooks out there that I don't mind eating their food, and I'll, I'll eat it, but I look forward to my little cooking. All right. yes. Hallelujah. That's the destination. I'm, I'm trying to get somewhere where I can kick my shoes off and, and, and lean back and just take my time yes. with it. Amen? We are so focused on being here that the messages that we've been teaching and preaching are just about here. But you can't take any of here with you where you're going. Hallelujah. And, And over the years, we have less and less talked about our salvation. We've less and less talked about Jesus and we've talked about finances and houses and cars and land and how God wants to bless you. And all that's good. God does want to bless you. I'm not saying that he doesn't want to bless you. But how many of you understand that Jesus did not come to the earth solely for you to have a whole lot of money or to have fancy houses or to be the flavor of the month? That, that, that's not why Jesus came. Jesus came because there was broken relationship between himself and his bride. And only he was able to restore that right relationship. So he came to restore right relationship between he and his bride. Who is his bride? We are are, the church. Hallelujah. Now, last week, I, I guess I frustrated some folks. Uh, I frustrated some listeners and um, people uh, didn't like me expounding on the word of truth. Now, while they can't challenge the content of the message, they try to cast aversion to it and say that I was peddling fear and some other things that were said. But what I spoke about would only raise fear in the heart and mind of those who aren't really sure what they believe. If I know what I believe, and I believe that Jesus is the Lord and Master of my soul, my Savior, my Redeemer, and my soon-coming King, then if I tell you that and you believe the same thing, And I tell you, we have to make sure that we're believing right. You wouldn't be afraid because you believe it. But if you are questioning whether you really believe it, it it might stir up some fear. So then what I say is then taken out of context. What have I always told you? Context is important to facts. Hallelujah. Last week we we were talking about the the sinner's prayer and I said that I wouldn't use the sinner's prayer and I was making reference to in the manner in which it has been used. I believe that there is responsibility attached to the things that you say and we have to be responsible and just repeating some words without context has no meaning or power. But if I'm going to give you the sinner's prayer, I'm going to tell you not only what the words are, but what they mean so that you can rightly apply them to your life so then you can enjoy the intended fruit of what repeating these things mean. If I just simply say, I believe that Jesus is the Lord and master of my soul, but I don't really believe that. I just said it because you told me to say it, but there's really been no belief seated in my heart, then those words didn't do anything for me. The words have power when they are connected to faith or belief in what it is that I'm saying. Hallelujah. That's what empowers the sinner's prayer to convert my life. And the red flags that come up in our lives are the ones that we continuously show ourselves when we act in not alignment with God's word. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 It doesn't deny the existence of other information or other facts or other evidence. What it does is it declares that the evidence or the information or the facts of God supersede all other things. Amen? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So, you know... I'm sorry, I'm sorry that you're afraid, but I'm glad that you're afraid because that's God shaking your spirit, telling you maybe you're not where you think you are, or maybe you are exactly where you think you are, don't like where you are, but have put on a facade that you're somewhere else and don't know how to get from the facade to reality. But as I've always said, I ain't scared a near, near one of y'all. I'm charged by God to speak truth whether you like it or not. Amen. That's right. Amen. That's right. Amen. That's right. And the fact of the matter is, hell is hot, holiness is right, and Jesus is coming back. You ought to look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, don't get it twisted. Jesus is coming.
4: Hallelujah.
6: Hallelujah. And if you couldn't guess it, you can guess it now. That's the title of today's sermon. Don't get it twisted. Jesus is coming. You see, having knowledge of something and believing in something are not the same thing. You've heard me say this before Jesus believes uh, in his Father. And the devil believes in Jesus. But the belief that each of them has is not the same kind of belief. It's not just belief in Jesus or accepting that Jesus is real that matters. It's the wholehearted belief in what Jesus came to do and the acceptance that he did it for you, which has now caused you to change because of your new reality in thought. You see, where there is no change, there is no true lasting belief. You have to be born again. That means you cannot remain the same. This is why it's so important for us to understand what it is to be in the presence of God. Jocelyn had it right. You cannot be in the presence of God and still be the same. You can't. It's impossible to be. As a matter of fact, when Moses came out of the hill after being in the presence of God, the word tells us he had to put a veil because his countenance changed and he was too brilliant. The glory of God, the residual glory of God was so bright upon him, they couldn't stand to look at him. Hallelujah. You have to understand last week set the stage for this week so that you can enjoy what I'm going to say to you today, you have to be sure that your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Because if your name's not written in the Lamb's Book of Life, then what I say to you today will not bring joy. It'll bring sorrow. Yes, because only those whose names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life will be able to enjoy what I'm getting ready to tell you.
4: All
6: right, man. I charge everyone who heard the sermon last week to examine themselves and to make an assessment of their lives. Yes, sir. Does your life line up with the word of truth? If it does, then awesome. But if it doesn't, then the hope is that last week you took the necessary steps to get it together so that when you got here today, you could testify of the goodness and the mercy of the Lord while you are still in the land of the living. While you still have an opportunity to get it right, because there's coming a day when you may not be able to make it. Today I want to talk to you about why it's necessary that you know you are going with him when he comes. You see, there's not enough time for me to cover all of this, but if you want to get a, a holistic understanding of what I'm going to release to you today Read this week First Thessalonians the 4th chapter and the 5th chapter and you'll gather a fuller understanding of what it is that I'm going to say. But today I want to focus on just a few verses out of 1 Thessalonians the 4th chapter, the 15th through the 17th verse. 1 Thessalonians 4, 15 through 17. And the word of the Lord reads, For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, And so shall we ever be with the Lord. You may be seated. There is no doubt that we are living in crazy, crazy times. For all of my biblical students, when you look at what's transpiring in reality today and you match it to what the Word of God has declared would prophetically take place prior to the second coming of Jesus, you can almost line up verbatim one for one. These are the signs of His coming. My wife was shocked. I shared with her something that was released by Channel 10 News that said a judge ordered a couple to pay their son over $30,000 to compensate him because they threw out his collection of pornography. The son sued his parents. So this this tells you the son must still be living with the parents and he has to be an adult to sue. So... He's living with his parents in his parents' house, and they must have come across his collection uh, of pornography, and they disposed of it, so he sued them. Now, I don't know how they came up with over $30,000 in value, but that's a lot of pornography to get to that, to that amount. I mean, that, that's, that's a lot of... That's, a lot of that's, that's what we would call a problem. That's a problem. Now, my wife thought that I was playing a joke when I told her this until I showed her the article, which led us to begin to discuss things about the current state of the world and even the law of the land. The things that uh, we took for granted growing up as children that we would never think about doing. We wouldn't think about doing is now legal in the land in which you live. Yes. It is these very types of things that scripture says will occur prior to the return of Jesus for his bride. Now, while some will say that these are horrible times in which we live, and in a natural sense, they are without a doubt, but for the real believer, Amen. these times should not cause you to go into despair. Times in which we live should not cause you to be afraid. It should not cause you to be throwing your hands up in the air, wondering whether you can leave your house or go here or there because of everything that's transpiring. Uh For the child of God, you in fact ought to be excited. You should be more and more excited as every day passes because these are the things that signify The return of our Lord. You've heard me say this before jokingly. uh, And please understand that I am joking when I say this. That God's got jokes. So that when I hit my hole in one. That's when the rapture is going to happen. Because God's got jokes. And he won't even let me enjoy the hole in one. He's just going to right there. So every time now I go to play golf my wife says don't hit that hole in one get it, get it. and that's what I say I, I, I'm, I'm aiming for it I'm, saints I'm getting close I'm getting close that's a sign that the times are soon coming to an end too many things it's a, it's a sad thing Too many of the people on this planet will miss the return of Jesus because they choose to live their life on their terms rather than God's terms. You can be upset at me if you want because really I'm not afraid to declare what is true. No matter what the truth is, if it's the truth of God, I'm charged by God to declare it and I'm accountable to God for saying it. So I preach and I teach and I talk about the Lord no matter where I'm at. People come visit me at the bowling alley. They ask me questions and we go to the word. Well, this is what the word says. Because I don't want to ever be in a place where Jesus is looking at me and saying, you remember that time when you were sitting at the round table at the bowling alley while you were working you weren't in your minister's uniform, but you were in your job's uniform, and, and so-and-so came to you, and they asked you a question, and you gave them some worldly wisdom rather than my wisdom. <laughs> I, I don't want to ever have that conversation with Jesus. I, know you guys, just, yes, sir. I want Jesus to say, you remember when you gave them godly wisdom? Uh-huh. It saved their very life. It kept hardship out of their life. Hallelujah. We cannot be afraid to declare what God's word says. Now, understand you have free will to do as you please, but that does not change what is true, that Jesus is soon to come. And if you choose you over him, you will lose every time. You are going to lose every time. But there's something marvelous that's going to take place that I really don't want anybody in here To miss Jesus Christ is coming to get us and when he arrives we will be caught up to meet him in the air you see this is what we refer to as the resurrection of believers Uh, and it's important that we understand this because this being caught up or the resurrection is spelled out in these verses that I've read to you that I would like to focus on today because you have to understand why last week's sermon was so important in your life and for you to take and share with the world to impact every life that God allows you to have contact with. You see, you don't come here just for yourself, you come here to be filled with the word of truth so you can go out into the world and impact the world for Jesus. And it's important that we understand what we're doing, why we're doing it, and how to properly do it so you can have the proper effect on everybody that you engage in life. The first thing I want to tell you is the Lord himself, the Lord himself is going to descend from heaven. Now when he comes this time, His feet will not touch the earth. The Bible declares he's coming in the clouds. He'll be in the air and we are going to meet him there. His feet will not touch the earth. As a matter of fact, when he comes and his feet touch the earth, it's a bad day for those that are on the earth. He's going to come, the very first event that's going to take place will be the appearance of the Lord God himself, the supreme majesty of the universe, the Lord Jesus, the creator and sustainer of heaven and earth, the one that is and was and is to come, the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. He himself that created all things is going to come in the air. He's going to rent the sky with his miraculous appearance in a spectacular show of glory, pomp, and power. And when he appears, three spectacular events are going to occur. Number one, the Lord God himself will appear, the Bible says, with a shout. Now, the word in which shout is derived from is a word that is referenced as a military command. So the commander-in-chief of the universe is going to shout louder than any drill instructor has ever shouted at troops. He's going to shout just like he did when he was on the earth in John 11 and 43 when he declared Lazarus. Come forth, except this time he's not just going to say Lazarus. He's going to say believers, my children. He might even call all of us in one word that eclipses all of our names. You see, God is so powerful. He might just call you by name, Bob while at the same time he's calling Jesse and he's calling Anthony and he's calling Cynthia and he's calling each and every one of us in a moment in the twinkling of an eye you will hear the Lord shout as a commander and your soul shall leap I remember growing up and you knew, you knew when mom or dad was calling you versus somebody else. When R.J. was calling you, you, you knew it, you heard it, you felt it. It wasn't just something you heard in your eardrum, but you felt it in your soul. Your bones shook. Hallelujah. The Bible declares that he is going to Shout like a military commander, and he's going to call us to come forth. The Bible also declares that the voice of the archangel will cry out. Well, what is it that he's going to cry? His shout will probably be a rallying, a rallying cry for all the armies of the heavenly angels to join in the praise of such a glorious event. Jesus taught that the heavenly angels would be with him When he returned to the earth, check the text, Matthew 24 and 31, Matthew 25 and 31, 2 Thessalonians 1 and 7, check the text, check the text, check the text. When Jesus comes, he ain't coming by himself, but the angelic hosts will be with him. They're coming because they want to see the dead in Christ rise, and they that are yet alive all join together in the heavenlies. This is why last week is so important. Because if you don't have last week right, you can't get this right. right. The third thing the Bible declares that the trumpet of God shall sound. Now the trumpet has always been for the purpose of arousing attention and warning. The whole universe, both earth and heaven, believers and unbelievers and angels will be aroused and all unbelievers will be warned. The Lord God himself is now appearing and the events of the end times are now being launched upon the earth. Uh Hallelujah. All this takes place when Jesus appears in the sky. You've heard my own personal theories about how this is going to be explained away. But whatever your belief, whatever your thinking is, the fact still remains there's coming a moment when those who understand last week will be able to enjoy this week. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes, yes. But those that don't understand last week or reject last week will be in fear this week you see they thought they should be afraid last week but in truth they should be afraid this week because if they don't get last week right they will not be able to enjoy this week because you can't have this without that the second thing the Bible declares is that the dead in Christ shall rise first well why are dead believers the first to be caught up to meet the Lord in the air Well, you have to understand that God has great love and care for those that have died in him. The very first expression of love and care is going to be shown to those dear saints who have passed through the shadows of death. It is the very nature of Christ to show tenderness and love to those who suffer the most. Therefore, they who have suffered the awful fate of death shall be the first to meet the Lord in the air. Now, I want you to note uh, a few facts connected to this. Not every dead person is going to rise. Yeah, I know that there's some faiths and some religions out there that will make you think. That all dead people are just going to transpose into some other level of being. Saints, I'm here to tell you that the Bible declares only the departed believer will arise. No unbeliever will be resurrected. Not at this point. Only those who are dead in Christ Get to meet Jesus in the air who died believing in Jesus Christ. They are the one that will be resurrected when the Lord rents the skies. It will be the the bodies of the departed believers that are resurrected. Because the actual believer is already with God. Their spirit is already with the Lord their body is being raised and transformed to live forever with God the shout of the Lord to come forth will call together all the atoms and all the molecules and all the bones and all the structure of a person's body no matter where those various parts of a person may lie they will be transformed to a structure that is eternal and perfect Hallelujah. I really feel bad if I should die in this life prior to the return of Jesus and donate myself, my organs, to somebody else who ends up not believing. I'm here to tell you I'm an Indian giver. Because when Jesus comes back, I'm snatching. You thought the body snatches was something? I'm snatching. My eyes back, and my heart back, and my liver back, and I'm snatching it all back. That's not biblical. That was just a, just a little tease. Hallelujah. I can already see the reports. Hallelujah. Lord, help me. But it's the bodies of the departed believers that are going to rise. They're going to rise before we who are yet alive And we're going to be caught up in the air. Here's the third thing. Those of us that are yet living. We're going to be caught up right after the dead have risen. And there will be a glorious transformation of our bodies just as there will be for those whose bodies have decayed in the earth. You see the change will be as scripture declares the infusion of a totally new nature. The infusion of a totally new nature. 1 Corinthians 15 and 53 for this corruptible must put on incorruption. And this mortal must put on immortality. You see, the nature of the believer's present body is corruptible and it's mortal. And the nature of his new body is going to be incorruptible and immortal. Now, the corruptible and mortal nature means that men are earthly, that they age, they deteriorate, they decay, they decompose. Every person, no matter who he is, no matter what statue they have in life, no matter How much money they possess, every person in the earth decays, deteriorates, and dies. Jesus returns while some of us are still living on the earth. And for those of us that are living, going through the process of decay, the Bible uh, and, and theology and, and, and science will tell you that from the moment of your birth, start your race to the grave. Yes. Right. Because even as you're growing, old things are dying and new things are coming and then those new things yes. die. Every day, Every day you're dying. Yes. Yes. It's the incorruptible and immortal nature that we need. And that nature means that we're going to be made heavenly. We're going to be transformed and given a perfect nature that will never age, never deteriorate, never die, never decay, never decompose. We will be completely free from depravity and defilement. We're going to be given a body that is perfect. A body that is diametrically opposed to our present body. A body that is perfected forever so that we can live with God in perfection. hallelujah, hallelujah. You're going to be given a body that's going to blow the mind, your mind. We, tweet, we laugh and we joke about all the aches and pains and groans and moans and everything else that we got going on in our bodies right now. Hallelujah. And then we look at little kids like Paul, the Energizer Bunny. I know that's right. And we say, man, we wish we could bottle some of that. We just drink it a little bit every day just to make it through our day because our bodies are failing us. Our bodies are failing us. But there's coming a time when your body will not fail you. As a matter of fact, it's going to be changed to be just like the Lord's body. It's essential. It's a necessity for, the, for our nature to change, our body to change, if we are to live with God forever. The Bible declares, neither can they die anymore, for they are equal unto the angels and are the children of God, being the children of the resurrection. Luke 20 and 36, you know what I'm going to say. Check the text. John 8 and 51, verily, verily, I say unto you, if a man keep my saying, he shall never see death. John 11 and 26. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? Romans 2 and 7. To them who by patient continuance in well-doing seek for glory and honor and immortality. Eternal life. For this corruptible is going to put on incorruption. For we know that. If our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, we have a building of God. A house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I might not like what I see in the mirror today. But there's coming a day when I won't be able to help myself. There's a great union of the living with the dead that's going to take place in the sky. As we're reading the text, you, you can almost see an emphatic declaration. We shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord. We shall be re- reunited with all of our loved ones that died in Christ. And even more wonderful are fellow believers like us. We're gonna be re- reunited with them. Somebody said, reunited, and it feels so good. Reunited like we. I told you I'm gonna get saved like y'all sooner or later. But we're gonna be reunited with them. And while that's wonderful, that's not even the icing on the cake. The icing is that we're going to be together rejoicing in the presence of God. The one that saved us. The one that healed us. The one that delivered us. The one that transformed us. What a day of reunion that's going to be. Hallelujah. Imagine the experience of living face-to-face with the Lord. We shall be caught up. Then the Bible says, you're not just going to be caught up and left hanging in the sky. It says, so shall we ever be with the Lord. So shall we ever be with the Lord. So as wonderful as the reunion is going to be with believers, the most wonderful event will be seeing our Lord face-to-face for the very first time what will our thoughts be what do you think our reaction will be everything taking place in the blinking of an eye suddenly we're gonna be standing in midair transformed into perfection we'll be standing in the clouds in the midst of a teeming millions of believers transformed in the midst of spectacular glory and majesty, dominion, and power by the Lord God himself. You may be wondering, what am I going to be thinking in that moment? The great reunion with family and believers will not occupy your thoughts. Your thoughts will be singularly focused on Jesus The Lord God himself in all his majestic glory and sovereignty will consume all of your attention and all of your praise. You'll be lifting up his name in the most perfect hymn of praise and adoration that's ever been arranged. Jesus Christ himself will be the total focus of your attention. Hallelujah. You may even look over at me and say, I didn't know he could carry a tune." The Bible tells us to comfort one another with this information. God does not reveal the the, uh, event of the end time just to satisfy our curiosity on what's next. But he tells us about the glorious events that are to come so that we can prepare and comfort one another. Last week was preparation. Today is comfort. So that you understand that what you see really shouldn't trouble you. There's no need for discouragement on this earth. There's no need for extreme sorrow and grief. There's no need for hopelessness. There's no need even for ignorance. The Lord himself has given us the most wonderful hope there is, the hope of living forever face-to-face with him, of worshiping and serving him forever in a new heaven and a new earth. Hallelujah. John 8 and 51, verily, verily, I say unto you, if a man keep my saying, he shall never see death shall never see death. 2 Timothy 1 and 10 says this, but is now made manifest by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ who hath abolished death and hath brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. And one of my favorite, Revelations 21 and 4, and God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. And there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying. Neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. Saints, I'm here to tell you, what you're enduring in this life is not the end of your story. It's not the end of your story. It's just the beginning. Hallelujah. Because you're going to be given a resurrected body. A resurrected body. What kind of body is that? What am I going to look like? Well, Jesus shows us himself. As a matter of fact, the purpose of the appearance of Jesus after his resurrection was to prove That Jesus was not a spirit or a vision or a phantom or a hallucination or some figment of someone's imagination. He was the risen savior bodily. He was not somebody else. His body was none other than the body of Jesus. What am I going to look like? Jesus had been raised from the dead physically Raised, His body was real, different, yes, but his body was real, perfected, no longer subject to the limitations and the frailties of our physical universe and the physical laws that govern this existence. It was his body which was now transformed into a spiritual body by the power of God's word. What am I going to look like? Well, the Lord's body differed since his resurrection. You can get a, a gleaning by looking both at his resurrection body and at his glorified body promised to each of us who believe. You see, the resurrected body of the Lord was his body that was radically changed. It had all the appearance of his physical body yet it was not bound by the physical world and its material substance. It looked like Jesus. Bob, you're going to look like Bob. That's okay. It's going to be perfect. Jesus looked like Jesus, the same material body, the same visage of flesh and bone, but not the same flesh and bone that once was. It was a body that bore the mark of the nails in his hands and in his feet. There was a spear mark that was in his side. As a matter of fact, the Bible declares that when he saw Thomas and Thomas was shaken at what he looked, he said, look and see. The body looked the same. It was a body that appeared and looked like a body. A body that occupied space. It was a body that could travel and appear at any place at any time simply by thought unhampered by space, time or physical substance. When he appeared it was suddenly even behind locked doors. First lady we're going to be able to beam in places. But I won't need a transporter because I'll be the transporter simply by thinking with the power of my mind that I want to be there instead of here. And poof, there you are. What am I going to look like? It was a body that differed enough from the earthly body that it was not clearly immediately recognized at first. Not until it was closely observed. What are you talking about? John 20 and 15. Mary Magdalene thought he was the gardener. Luke 24 and 31. The two disciples walking toward Emmaus thought that he was was just a traveler John 21 and 4 the disciples who were fishing did not recognize him standing on the seashore however after close observation the Lord was recognized in all these instances you see this probably indicates that our heavenly body will look like our earthly body differing only in that they are now perfect you won't get to see any imperfection because there'll be no imperfection in me. I'm going to have a heavenly six-pack. That's why you ain't got to worry about it right now, Bob. We, we down here, we call this a dad bod. That simply means we're too busy to be spending all our time in the gym. But when my glorified body come, <laughs> I'm going to a place that this body will look perfect. You see, this resurrected and glorified body that's promised to us who believe brings additional insight into the kind of body that Jesus possesses now. One of the most wonderful promises ever made to man is given in these words, who shall change our vile body, that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body, according to the working whereby he is able even to subdue all things unto himself. We shall be conformed to the image of his son. You've heard me say this before. Everything is heading back to Genesis. Everything is heading back to Genesis. The intention of God in the creation of man, what we were intended to be, we're heading back toward. We shall be like him. First John 3 and 2 says, why? For we shall see him as he is. So our body is going to undergo a radical change. Just like the Lord's body was radically changed. Now, there are several things that are promised to you and I who believe. This is why last week was so important, because you have to believe. The believer is going to receive a spiritual body. 1 Corinthians 15 and 44, there is a natural body, soma suchikon, soma succhikon. And then there is a spiritual body, Soma Pneumaticon. Soma Pneumaticon. Now, the spiritual body, Soma, is still a body. Just like the earthly body Soma uh, But the spiritual body Retains the qualities Of the earthly body The difference lies In the nature of the body It will no longer be a natural Or soulish body It will be a spiritual body So what does this mean? In essence the body Will be perfected and glorified No longer subject To what the natural body is subject to revelations 4 and 4 check the text it is sown in corruption it is raised in incorruption it is sown in dishonor it is raised in glory it is sown in weakness it is raised in power it is sown a natural body it is raised a spiritual body there is a natural body and there is a spiritual body You're going to receive a body that's not flesh and blood. Flesh and blood are corruptible. Flesh and blood, the Bible declares, cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Neither does corruption inherit incorruption. 1 Corinthians 15 and 50. Jesus said in John 11 and 39, take ye away the stone. Martha, the sister of him that was dead, saith unto him, Lord, by this time he stinketh, for he hath been dead four days. There'll be no funk in your new glorified body. You won't be working in the field and do this. I need some deodorant. Hallelujah. This is what you're going to be. But saints, I'm here to tell you that you cannot enjoy the perfection that is to come if you don't understand who you are today. You have to understand who you are today. So, if today you're not his, you can become his. Amen. Amen. Right now. We're so afraid now to speak truth for fear of offending. We're so afraid to upset somebody's sensibilities. So we withhold life-changing information. I challenge each and every one of you in here today that from this moment moving forward, if you know that your life is what it should be in your walk with God, that you yourself have not just repeated words, but believed what you said. You believe that Jesus, the Son of God, left his highly exalted place, took upon the form of flesh, laid his life down, paid the penalty of sin, was not bound by the grave, but had victory over the grave and got up out of the grave. All for you. If you have accepted this. And believe this. And conversion has taken place. In your heart and in your mind. Then you are in right standing with God. And if that's where you are. I challenge you. Every person you talk to. This week. Somewhere in the Conversation. You ought to share with them the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm not telling you to tell them all oh, you need to stop smoking and you need to stop sleeping around and you need to stop doing this and doing that. All you need to tell them is the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. That Jesus, the Son of God, left heaven and came down to the earth and Took the punishment of all sin for all mankind upon himself. Jesus loves you. If you don't know no better but to sing it, Jesus loves you. This I know. For the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him below, they are weak, but he is strong. Yes. Jesus loves me, yes, Jesus loves me, yes, Jesus loves me, for the Bible tells me so. If that's all you can do, if folk will walk around Kroger's going... Down, 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 down. If they'll do that, why can't you as the believer of God with life on your lips begin to just walk around and just start? Let folk think you crazy. People walking around just having a conversation. You, you think they're crazy and you you talking to me? You can respond, yes, I am. Jesus loves you. Sometimes because of the radical change that took place in you, you have to be radical so that radical things can take place in other people's lives. You don't have to tell them what you think they can or can't do. Just tell them about Jesus. What Jesus can do. Jesus can save you. Jesus can heal you. Jesus can remove the despair in your heart. Jesus can wipe away the tears from your eyes. Jesus can raise you out of your sick bed. Jesus. Jesus can mend your broken heart. How do you know? Because he did it for me. I I didn't always know Jesus. Don't be afraid to tell people. I didn't always know Jesus. But Jesus knew me. Even when I didn't want to know him. Yeah. And I know if he can help me. Well. Paul said, if he can forgive me. And I'm the chief of sinners. He said, you think you did best. But you ain't got a clue what I've done. And he forgave me. He loves me so much. Don't be afraid to declare what is true. That's what the enemy wants you to do. My father told me in his latter years, after he turned about 70, he would, we would be, be, be places and talking, and you know how you're having a conversation, it might be a little sensitive, you know, to like other people, it, it might like offend them, and I used to tell him, Dad, calm down. And he said, son, when you, get, when you get to my age, you just stop caring. And something shook in my spirit. I said, when you get to the spirit, you should stop caring. I don't care if I offend you. I don't care if I make you upset. If what I say saves your life, then be upset at me. Just come to Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just come receive the love of God. I would that none would perish. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let Jesus deal with their proclivity. Let Jesus deal with their addiction. Let Jesus deal with their stuff. All you need to do is make an introduction. Just make an introduction. Just make an introduction. As a matter of fact, some of the people you hang out with, when you really had that close encounter with Jesus, and they... They see how you used to be when you weren't in church clothes, when you wasn't singing on the praise team, when you weren't having that feeling in the church house, but they saw you Monday through Saturday running the street and doing your thing and saying what you wanted to say, doing what you was big and bad enough to do when they saw that. But then there came a moment. When it became real to you. It wasn't something that I did. It was something that I was. It it stopped being something external. And it became something internal. And because it was internal, there was a change externally. And the people that are around me the most will see an external change. And they'll want to come to know what happened to you. And you could tell them I don't cuss you out no more because these lips are dedicated to the Lord, and I cannot cuss you and bless God out of the same mouth. So because I love God, you get the benefit package. I'm not the same, I'm not the same, I'm not the same anymore. I just want my life to testify of oh, the goodness of the I just want people to see God and not see me. Because I'm so connected to him. Because he's so much the center of my life. I can't help but to exemplify who he is. In all that I do, this is the greatest honor that you can give to God this is to exemplify who He is. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And do you know when you begin to allow your relationship with God to be seen externally it will not only cause others to see you differently it will cause you to see you differently you see sometimes we get so frustrated with ourselves. Help me, Holy Ghost. We get so bent out of shape because it seems like we got a word and we grabbed a hold to that thing and we tried to manifest that word in our life but you know then here come, here come the old me. That old me raised its head. That old fear crept back up. That old attitude came back up. That old thinking came back up. And somehow for some reason I gave into it for a moment. You start to hate yourself. Saints, I'm here to tell you. This is the grace of God. The power that you are free. From condemnation. For there is therefore no condemnation to them that are in God. Yeah. Stop hitting your stuff because you had a bad moment. Jesus, when He received you, He already saw that day. He already saw it. And he already forgave you of it. And if Jesus will forgive you, you ought to forgive yourself. Because the moment you begin to forgive yourself is the moment that real, lasting release comes. Your inability to forgive yourself is what ties you to these mistakes of your former nature. It ties you to your former thinking. It anchors you to things that God said I removed its power over your life. The power to be free has already been released You see, if Jesus is in your past, your present, and in your future, all at the same time, there's absolutely no place you can find yourself that Jesus has not already been. There's no situation that you can find yourself in that Jesus has not already dealt with. There's no crisis that you will endure that Jesus has not already delivered you out of. There's no sickness in your body that Jesus has already healed. There's nothing that you can endure in life that Jesus has not already been there and done that. You just have to have confidence in who you are in Him. It will change everything. It will change everything. Believing in Jesus. And as Jesus was on the cross with one thief to his left and one to his right. The one thief mocked Jesus, and the other rebuked the first one. You see, this is the power that I was talking about earlier connected to last week that matters. You see, in that moment when he rebuked the first thief or the thief that talked against Christ, there was conversion. And he said, Jesus. First off, he recognized who Jesus was. Then he testified that Jesus didn't deserve this. We, we deserved it. Jesus doesn't deserve. I'm a thief. I deserve this just punishment. But he has done nothing. Conversion. Conversion that he looked over at Jesus because he believed. You see, these weren't just words that he uttered. There was belief! And he said, when you come into your kingdom, when you come into your kingdom, would you please remember Little old me. <laughs> Jesus is dealing with the sins of the world in this moment. He's got big stuff to deal with. He's got to fulfill prophecy. he got stuff to do. He's got to step outside of time and go into the the entire span of time so he can deal with it. But Jesus took a pause for the cause. Because one person, when you come into your kingdom, would you please remember me? you see we'd be asking him can you get me off this cross these nails hurt can, can, you, can you heal the, the wounds in my hands because this is how me centric we've been trained to think he didn't ask for deliverance from judgment for his sin he knew his death was coming he just said would you remember me and as busy as Jesus was, Jesus said, "This day, not tomorrow, not when I get around to it, this day, you shall be with me in paradise." He said, He said, "Hold up, wait a minute." I got one that's called on me. That's how important you are to Jesus. That's how important you are to Jesus. He's just waiting. I'm so glad that I had sense enough while opportunity was granted to see Jesus. And he said, What's up? You call me. I said, Jesus, I'm messed up. I'm mixed up. I don't know up from down. But I need you. He didn't tell me. To go get stuff right. He didn't tell me to stop doing anything. I said, Jesus, I, I need you. And he simply said, Here I am. Without stretched arms. And he embraced me in my condition. He forgave me of all of my trespasses. Hallelujah. You have that opportunity right now. Hallelujah. Because Jesus is coming. We don't know the day nor the hour. And this isn't to strike fear in you, but to reveal opportunity for you. If you are not here, but you've heard the words of this servant, And you remember what I taught last week. And you've made up in your mind that you want to have this experience that I've been talking about. You've come to the place of understanding of who Jesus is. These are not words. your own way right where you're at if you're driving in a car pull over you're going to need all your attention on this if you're in your house stop washing dishes if God has truly touched you right here right now you can give your life to him And have a close encounter with Jesus that will change your existence and determine a new destination for you. Recognizing that he is the Lord. Whether you believe in him before today or not, he was still Lord. But if you accept by faith that he is real that he loves you that he laid his life down for you to free you from the penalty of sin which is death and has translated you into life and in your heart you've opened yourself and asked him please Jesus come in I don't understand everything. I don't know anything. But right now I know I feel a yearning in myself that something is happening on the inside of me. And I need you to come into my life. That I believe right now by faith that Jesus will welcome your invitation and enter your life. Hallelujah. He will save you. Just like he did the thief on the cross. That had a revelation. Of who he was. And an understanding. Of the love that he was demonstrating. By laying his life down. If you'll receive that. Believe that then your life right now is not the same. If you believe that in your heart, it will manifest itself in your life. Now, while it is good to tune in and listen to me Sunday after Sunday, it is better for you to find a God-fearing, Bible-believing church who can help you develop in your relationship with him. But in this moment right now, if you have truly believed if Jesus is to come in the next moment, you shall be with him. For you have made him your own in recognition. You have accepted who he is. You've subjected your will to his. You believe in his love for you. You are a child of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But hear me. Belief will manifest change. Belief will manifest change. You'll start thinking differently, you'll start feeling differently, you'll start seeing differently, you'll start speaking differently, you'll start behaving differently. You'll begin to align your life to the word of life and live the abundant life as you wait for the return of our Lord. Don't get it twisted. Jesus is coming. Don't be the one who listened today. And when Jesus comes to judge the earth, you had rejected this offer because you will have no defense. Jesus is here for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Be a witness to the world of the glory of God, of the salvation of God, of the love of God everywhere you go. In every conversation that you have, bring up Jesus. Bring up Jesus so much that those who just want to reject him will leave you alone. Hallelujah. Jesus told the disciples that if you go into a house and they reject you, dust your feet off and get the step in. There are going to be people in your life that are simply going to reject. And that's fine for them. They have the free will to do that. Don't get bent out of shape over it. You move on and let God use you. Don't let yourself be discouraged. Speak into everybody's life. Tell everybody about Jesus. When you go to the restaurant, tell the waiter and the waitress, the maitre d, Jesus loves you. We went to Dunkin' Donuts this morning, and a young man standing at the door, I don't know if he just saw my collar and was trying to say the right thing, but he said, have a blessed day. I don't know what the condition of his life is, but he thought enough to say, have a blessed day. Why did he say that to me? Because he saw something different. Let us be the change we're looking for. Hallelujah. Let's rest to our feet. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, there are men and women who have watched this broadcast. They even may be in our presence in this house today who are opening themselves to you, hoping that you hear their plea. As they declare unto you, they recognize your majesty. Have mercy upon them and forgive them of their sin, even as your word promises. Let them feel your love and your presence. Minister your grace to them right now. Saturate their heart and mind with your presence in such a way that it is undeniable naturally. Walk with them. Talk with them. Connect them with the right people that will speak into their life the things of God. And then, Lord, use them for your glory. Speak a word through them. Stay the hand of the enemy in their life. Heal them. Deliver them. Prosper them. Grant to them great peace charge thine angels to make war against the demonic host. Right now, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for receiving now what we've declared by faith that this day added to the kingdom are souls who have heard this clarion call and responded For your glory and your honor. Hallelujah. I see now the angels rejoicing in heaven. For the angels rejoice at just one soul that is saved. Hallelujah. 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 It is so vitally important that we are connected with people who believe God, people who will walk this journey of life with us, who will put aside earthly differences and stand together in the beauty of unity through Christ. For anything divided against itself cannot stand. It is the unification of people that brings fear to the enemy. If there be one here today that is standing alone and wants to unify with a body of believers who will love on them, minister to them, speak truth to them, Pray with them. Then I ask you to come and join with us here at Grace and Mercy Fellowship Center. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.